Welcome into a wonderful episode. Wonderful because one of my co-hosts isn't here right now. That's what makes it so great. But hey, he's got to give me a lot of crap whenever I'm not on. So I'm going to go ahead and return the favor tonight. In his place, we've got the man, the myth, the legend. Part of Rally Round the, Round the Natty. Cincy James, everybody. Cincy James, thank you for coming on and being the backup uh, for for Dale today. Absolutely. Anytime. And then, of course, the reason why everyone is here tonight, the man, the myth, the Cincinnati Bengals.com legend, Mr. Jeff Hobson. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, um, this is a uh, this is a drinking podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know. <laughs> I am sipping on a little a little bourbon tonight. James, what, what are you sipping on over there? I'm just drinking on some Bud Light next, trying to watch them carbs. Absolutely, Jeff. You got anything? You got anything interesting over there? I got a Narragansett. Uh, Narragansett, the old. Oh Northern yeah, Indiana. yeah. Those are those are good good right. stuff right there. Well, I, I I guess we can dig right into the meat of the show or, or uh, start things off the off the rip. What's your guys' thoughts? Um, and then we'll kind of we'll start off with Jeff and then and circle around, but. Um, what was what was y'all's thoughts on the the first half of the season and kind of where the Bengals started and and kind of where they've ended up last week? Go ahead, go ahead, James. Go ahead. It's, it's your show. <laughs> I'm a guest too, Jeff. You you start us <laughs> off. You start us off. <laughs> I, you know, I I uh, I guess everybody's thinking, you know, what it could have been. You know, you think about those three losses at the gun. You know, and uh, some game. You know, you you figure maybe. Uh, Seven and two, you know, seven and two, maybe, maybe at the worst, six and three, you know. So I think there's a lot of uh, what might have been, but I think also too, uh, you know, you just uh, the the defense, the defenses as advertised, you know, that's been that's been really good. I think uh, I think people thought we were going to be mm-hmm. in defense, and uh, you know, Burrows is as Burrow is as good as ever, and. Uh, you know, I think they felt like the offensive line was going to take some time to get in sync. You know, they redid the thing. They remade it four new four new guys up there, one of them a rookie. So, you know, I think that uh, that's obviously been a uh, work in progress, and that seems to be coming together. You know, uh, uh, the thing, I guess I guess the thing is you throw the Cleveland game in there and people kind of get a lousy taste. But, you know, if you look at it, big picture, they won five of the last seven. You know, two of the you know to the last two home games have been routes. So you know, I think they, um, despite those those three three tough losses, uh, uh, I think they think they're in pretty uh, you know they're in pretty good shape. What I guess I'm thinking, what there's ten teams for seven spots, right? So you know, here we go. Yeah. Is, is that my 
Am I hearing a ringing? Or that is my. Uh, that's that's our. Uh, that's our microwave going off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I I my or muted myself too, just in case. I wasn't sure. Okay, let me. Uh, here, let me. Uh, I'll mute that then. I'll mute myself and get a little help in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, oh man. Well, well I. You know, my, my take, um, really, I mean, the roller coaster of a ride that this season has been so far, you know, um, the letdown of the first two weeks, and then we, we kind of get it back together and we start writing the ship a little bit, and then it comes right back down. Um, really, the offense is really starting to catch its stride. Um if we can stay balanced the way that we did last week, you know, with, with the Joe Burrow doing his thing. And then you got Joe Mixon just absolutely running like a man on a mission. If we can keep them doing those, those two things, goodness, it's going to be, it's going to be scary for everybody else. Like Joe Burrow said, if, if we run the ball like that, there's not a team in the league that can beat us, you know? So, and obviously coach Lou, I think he did a really good job keeping the, keeping the defense's head up after that Cleveland game because they, they had a lot of reasons to not feel very good about themselves, especially with injuries and stuff like that. Um, giving up all those yards and then to turn it around against the Panthers and absolutely dominate that game. Um, it was nice to see that, that, uh, Lou got his backups ready to play and ready to do some damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see if we can get Jeff. Jeff, unmute. you want to unmute? Yeah, there, there we go. go. There we go. I'm still, I'm, I still don't have help in the kitchen yet, but I, <laughs> but I agree right. with you. I mean, I agree with you. You know, clearly if Mixon plays like that and they can run like that, I mean, it's like uh, shooting fish in a barrel for, for Burrow. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, I mean, that's uh, if, if they're going to insist on running the ball like that, uh, that's a uh, – Look, I mean, they've already. I mean, the guy's already completing seventy percent of his passes. Yeah, with monster. like the twentieth run game in the, uh, with like the twentieth run game in the league or whatever it has been. So, I mean, if they get, I mean, if they go up any further, you know, uh, that's that's going to be. Uh, think of those numbers of him. You know, to me, that's the amazing thing is this guy's his completion percentage. Yeah, you know, he led the league last year. He's at seventy percent again. I mean, that's just. Uh, you know, you, you, you can't buy that, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you throw in a running game with that, you know? Yeah, and I think um, somebody, I'm not sure, I'm not sure here who it was. I can't point very well. <laughs> pointed, pointed this out, but I guess the last time the Bengals led in a half that much was, you said, December 1st, 1968, right, against the Boston Patriots. Yeah. Now that was, yeah, I, I was gonna. I, I thought it might be in 1970. I think. I think it was the year that they lost six straight and they still won the division, and that was the last game of the year. Yeah, that was. I I, I looked it up. I, um, yeah. After after I heard or saw where you said that, and I first thing I I was thinking was, how in the world does this guy like? How does your brain just be just process this stuff and be like, you know what? When was the last time this happened? And when yeah, was well, you know, it does a great, you know, it does a great job with that. Jay Morrison probably beat me on that. The athletic guy <laughs> is great with stats, but might have been there might have been something spiritual about that stat 
uh, Derek, because it was uh, it was the old Boston Patriots that they did it against. So maybe that was my that was one of my teams growing up. Well, actually, I got a my team growing up was the Giants, and I didn't become a Patriots fan until uh, they uh, took until they became New England. So okay. Was the, uh, but that was 1970. Was the Boston Patriots, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Cap was their quarterback. Which was a reason they were probably up thirty-five to nothing. So <laughs> he was oh, at the man. end, Joe Cap. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, James, did, did you have anything for Jeff? Um, I saw our our co one of our co-hosts had had a question for you. Uh, Dale Dale's in the chat here. He's wanting to know, <laughs> Jeff, if, do you have anything exciting going on for the for the bye week? Any salsa dancing or anything like that? You guys no, I mean I'm on with you guys, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to highlight. Some- <laughs> gonna spend a lot, gonna spend some time here with my wife, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, doesn't I don't see enough of during the. Hey, doll, come here and say hello to the folks. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's I, I when I met when I met you guys, that was the first thing I thought was like you there's, guys. Are- there's the doll. <laughs> Hi guys. So that's, Hi. Uh, so we're she's gonna go. Wonderful. We're gonna go wonderful. see. We're gonna go see one of my. We're gonna go see one of my daughters, and I just became a uh, granddad for the second. Time, oh, so. hey, awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Yep. Cheers to so that. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. You got what are you guys doing? I mean, uh, I think we got to watch the uh, we got to watch the Steelers and the Saints. I guess. Yeah, I did a. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big one. Just you know, we're sponsored by by Betfred now. Betfred now, so I'm trying to get back into my my gambling my my gambling mood. So I did a five team parlay this week that did not include the Bengals. So yeah, you know, doing doing that kind of thing, watching a little red zone. Little bit of hunting, that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a relaxing it's a relaxing when they don't play, isn't it? <laughs> it's so much more relaxing. Well, yeah. now when they don't play at home, I end up having to work on Sundays, so that's yeah. not still not very relaxing. But yeah, it I'm telling you, it's it was a it's it's a lot more a lot less tense a lot less tense. We'll say that. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, that that back nine is going to be or the back eight, I guess, is uh, you know, Josh Allen coming in, Mahomes coming in, going to Brady and Belichick. Mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah. a, it's going to be a, it's going to be quite a month of December. In January. It, yeah, it's definitely rough, and that kind of leads me into a question here. So, you know, we've got this gauntlet that we've got to go through in the second half of the season. So, um, it's kind of a two part question. Uh, the, who do you think is besides Joe Burrow is the most important player for the rest of the season for the Bengals? And then also who also needs to step up the most? Is there, that, that could be the same person. I don't know, but what, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? Probably the, I'm thinking the same thing. Probably you guys are Mixon. Uh, you know, I would have to say Mixon is, uh, you know, if he's going to, if yeah. uh, they, if he produces like that and he has, you know, if you look at his MO uh, down through, he's had great Novembers and Decembers even when they were struggling, you know, even when his quarterbacks were, you know, uh, uh, you know, even when, even when it was Dalton and Finley and some of those guys and Driscoll, you know, he still put up numbers, you know? So, uh, you know, I think is uh, uh, in November, December, he averages four, 4.6 per, I think he's uh, averages 84. He added he averages pretty much 83, 84 games in both months. So, you know he's a guy. He's a guy you're looking at, and obviously, I guess because he's just coming off what he did against uh, Carolina. But you know, defensively too, I think guys uh, 
guys that kind of, uh, you know, they're going to have to with, with, with Mahomes and Brady and all these guys, you know, you look at, you look at Cam Taylor Britt, a rookie, a rookie going to be under the gun, you know, mm -hmm. uh, right away, you know, uh, how does, you know, he's going to be a key guy, how he responds, Eli Apple, you know, I think, I think uh, those guys on the back end, they're going to be huge again, Bates and Bell. You go back and you look in the big games last year, you know, those guys, that back end was huge. Some of those big picks, some of those big plays. Right. You know, you can go back in every playoff game and see a big, see, see, see one, something those DBs did to win the game. So I kind of look, I'm, I'm looking at those guys, you know, Cam Taylor Britt, can he, can he st step up for a Louisier? That's a tough, that's a tough, tough injury. I mean, a Louisier, I think he's probably, you know, he's definitely, he, he's played like a pro bowl, bowl corner ever since he's been here. You know, that's a huge, that's a huge loss, but you know, I think you, you know, that's what, that's what, that's what good teams do. They replace guys like that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure glad we drafted Cam Taylor Britt the second round. Yeah. Now, um, Crypt Keeper up here had, had a question for you. He wanted to know if you knew anything about the, the early nineties and the, the year they wore the all white jerseys. Yeah, I don't, you know, I covered, I covered those teams maybe, but I didn't even, you know, I'm clueless on that. Uh, clueless on that. I was, uh, it's a, it's a good question. I'm not sure why they did that. I, I don't, um, I know. And that's, that's news to me. And I covered those teams. So um, <laughs> I am, I'm a bad uniform guy. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I really don't. Uh, and then they come out with these great uh, uh, PJ Combs and, and uh, Kyle Williams, our PR guys, they come up with uh, these great, uh, you know, these great notes on these uniforms, all the combinations and everything. And I tell you, I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not up as up to snuff as I should be on that stuff, I guess. But uh, we got some great combinations on. I know the last add this. I know the last couple of weeks they've worn stuff they never worn before. And yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're going to roll out the uh, they're going to roll out the white stuff this this week. I think right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this mm -hmm. week back to the uh, the white white Bengals? What a great look that yeah. is. I mean, that is it, a uh, great look. It was supposed to be for the primetime game, and then it got flexed out. So oh, four twenty five. Yeah. Which still, after about five five fifteen, it's going to be dark. It's going to be under the lights anyway. So I mean, it's yeah, still that's going to look great. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. My favorite it's, favorite time of the year. I can go out and go hunting and and still get him. You know, at a decent hour. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Well, that's uh, you're right because it will be. Uh, you're right. It is basically a night game, I guess. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know. So uh, yeah, that's a great look, uh, and and it's a great. Uh, that's a good game to put it in too. I think because. Uh, you know, because of the because uh, where it's at too. You know, it's always good to throw the. It's the first time they have not been in Heinz. I don't know what the name of that place is. Acrisure. Ac yeah. It, or however you say it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. gonna be hard to write. Be, <laughs> Sounds at, like. You know, for some reason it was easier to. You know, maybe because we're there every day, it was kind of made the change from PB to Paycor wasn't that hard to do. Maybe it was because of P, but yeah. These places yeah, you go to where you only when you're only there once a year, you gotta you forget and you. Yeah, that sounds like, like oh, the yeah. name of name of an Amish Amish bandwagon or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I tell you though, it's it's amazing that Watt's gonna be back. I forgot. I was just reading about him coming back playing the ones. I forgot how dominating. Not forgot, but I mean, you 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 how dominating he was in that opener. Yeah, yeah, he had a pick. Yeah, he, he had a he had a sack. He had three oh, tackles, had like three tackles for a loss. That was I mean, a heck of a pick, too. Yeah, it was. It was, you know. But I think the hope is, you know, they got the probably, you know, you know, the running game looks to be in a lot better shape than it was uh, then. Yeah, well, I, our, and 
Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say real quick, our co-host had another question for you. Are you a beer, wine, or whiskey guy? Oh, I'm a beer guy, yeah. I, I, uh, beer guy. I'm a beer guy, and I'm barely a beer guy, too. I, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, at, uh, what, do you, what do you get there, that whiskey there, Derek? Is that a whiskey you got? Uh, yeah, this is this is a bourbon. This is um, this is my my cheap bourbon. I get this yeah. for about 30 bucks a handle. It's, it's one of my go-to's. Yeah, you should, uh, James. You're down. You're down in bourbon territory, aren't you? But you're drinking. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, I'm. I'm. I'm in literally. Uh, the name of the county is Bourbon County. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that is the name of the county that I live in. And uh, you would think that it'd be easy to get the hard to get stuff because all the distilleries are right around here. But no, yeah. it's it's uh, harder. Really? A lot harder. Yeah, it took me a long time to get this stuff. These are all different types of weller, and it took me forever. Boy, you think it'd be, yeah, you like I said, you thought there'd be a place on every corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, what I was going to say was there was uh, – so you, you were talking about the run game and T.J. Watt being back next week. Um, two guys that I think that really need to step up are our tackles. We need, we need Lyle Collins and we need Jonah Williams to step right. up and really start bull rushing some people and, and sealing off the edge and yeah. protecting Burrow, you know, that pass – the pass rush has been really bad off the edge. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Collins is starting to get his feet. Actually, uh, I think yes. he's I think he's looked better. I think the last month. Yeah. You know, I think Joan has been up and down. I mean, sometimes Joan looks great, and then other times mm-hmm. he doesn't look so good. You know, and I thought he played what you know. I thought he played well against. Uh, you know, I thought he played well against. You know, he was really. Uh, you know, you talk about a guy having a down game. You know, you talk about the defense coming back. You know, I thought Joni came back and played well. I mean, he. Uh, uh, now, granted, granted, Carolina doesn't rush the uh, doesn't rush like uh, like you know Miles Garrett, but I thought he was really good in the run game. So, you know, I think uh, they'd like to get him more consistent because I think when he's when he's playing well, he's doing you know he does fine. But you know, but also a lot of guys you know a lot of guys struggle against Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt too. He's not <laughs> yeah. one. So, um, I think, uh, but I do think that. Uh, the run game, I think, will help everyone. I think if that is that, you know, if, it, if it's back to where it is close to being like that, that's going to help Jonah and uh, Collins. Yeah, I agree. And we've heard some some rumors uh, and some some pretty big names talking about Jamar Chase possibly being back next week. Yeah. Have you heard anything? Uh, no, I have not. I just, okay. you know, going off what everybody else did, well, they didn't put him on IR. Yeah. That must mean they think he can be back for Tennessee. I thought maybe we could get something out of you. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Believe me, they see me with it. You know, uh, a lot of these guys, even in my own building, they see me coming and run the other way. So. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that. Out. They don't yeah. want that out there. But I, t- you know, I guess we're, you know, we're all, the, you know, and if he's not back for uh, Tennessee, then I guess maybe, uh, you know, maybe Kansas City. But we're all going off the assumption since they did him on IR, then they didn't put him on IR. He's going to be able to come back before four weeks, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is good news. Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, it's kind of it's always frightening when you hear it's a hip, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Yeah. Now, uh, Dale was wanting to know: Do you think there's any chance that the knee is still bothering Jonah? Because you know, yeah. it was it was a dislocated kneecap, which yeah. I back when I played basketball, we had actually two guys in the same year of our ball team. Uh, dislocated their kneecap and they were part of the starting five and it was it was ridiculous and it it seemed like it took them a little while to get to get 
you know, yeah. I thought he played. I thought he played pretty well. The game he hurt it. I thought he played pretty well in the next game. Yeah. I thought he played pretty mm-hmm. well. I, you know, I get it, but I can't imagine that it's not having some kind of an impact on him. I mean, you know, a dislocated kneecap, like you said. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, you had one. You know, I can't imagine that that is helping you. Is you're, you know, you're trying to fend off Miles Garrett. I can't imagine that that's uh, you're at a hundred percent. But yeah, you know, Physically I, you know, or mentally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, but like I said, I thought he played pretty good when he first did it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, uh, I think it should really. I, he's a tough guy, you know, and he's really, you know, and it's and it's really weird. I thought, you know, you, you, you I kind of forgot about that because I just actually wrote about that, uh, the counterplay that uh, mm. worked uh, that they popped for twenty nine yards. I think that's one of Jones. Uh, one of the things that he can do is he's athletic and he can get out and he can get out in space and block like that trap pull. I mean, and that was a, a, a and even the play before that, he pulled, he moved, he moved the other way. He moved to his left on that, uh, on a two yard uh, pitch to mix it for the touchdown. And then on that 29 yard count, I mean, he came out of there, blew that guy off. And I, you know, it's funny. I forgot he had the knee, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. He's playing with – I don't know if he's bionic or what, but uh, he hasn't – I don't think he's missed a snap since he did that. I don't I don't think so. And and maybe maybe the bye week is just what the doctor ordered for him. You know, yeah. a little rest, kind of yeah. let it heal up a little bit, and maybe we'll see yeah. a – you know, like you're saying, he, he has played a, a pretty decent here in the past few weeks. Maybe, yeah. maybe he gets back to last year, Jonah. Really? Well, well, I think, too, you know, I and he said this a couple weeks ago, if you get a lead – you know, that changes the life of a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons, yeah. you know, one of the reasons Miles Garrett had a big day is that was uh, they were either tied or they were ahead. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, if you play with a lead, Jonah looks, you know, like any left tackle or any right tackle, they're going to look a little better, you know. And uh, so I'm, another reason to uh, I think this is something that Zach has really uh, – He's really emphasized that, uh, particularly after you know they got in a whole. Remember, you know they spent the first month. It seems like they spent the first month of the season down, down double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, and he really, uh, and he really has emphasized to his team. You know, we got to get out there so much to the point that they've bagged, you know, Deferm, which is a pretty good idea because they've played pretty well, I think, since that. I mean, you know, I think he thinks, you know, he knows his team. I think Zach does a nice job knowing his team getting a feel for games. I think he does a real good job of that. And I think he is, he says, this team, and he said it to me, you know, the other day in this story there, the, uh, the Q and a, I do with him every week, you know, we play what, you know, some, you know, we play when, when we get ahead, we're hired to be, they do not, nobody comes back on these guys. Right. Yeah. You no, know, absolutely. You know, and I think that's how they play. And um, they've also erased some pretty good deficits in his era. But uh, no, they play. They play. Uh, they don't blow. They don't seem to blow many leads. And uh, you know, you flip that around. Look at the team they're chasing. What the Ravens have blown three double-digit leads, right? They have. So it's a. Uh, you know, it is. It is. Uh, I, I. I really see them. You know, that's really really emphasizing that. I think just because that's how they. You know, some some teams play. Some teams play like that, and you know, tackles have struggled a little bit. You know, it's. Uh, Get ahead, help them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we got a uh, another question for you in the chat here with uh, you know talk of Lou getting head coaching jobs and stuff like that. Do you think Callahan has a good shot as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. Uh, I think uh, you know he 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 got an interview last year. Mm-hmm. 
Lou, Lou got one with the Giants, and uh, Cali got one with the uh, with the with Denver, the Raiders, right? I believe. Right? Was that the Raiders? I was think. It, who, yeah. Which one of them had? I thought one of them had an interview with Denver. I was thinking Broncos. Oh, that was too. yeah, that was Callahan. Okay. Right? Yeah. Callahan, okay. Callahan did have the interview with Denver. He's got the, he's got a long. He was there a long time. I think he was there about mm-hmm. five years in Denver. Yeah, so that's right. Peyton, um, right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, so yeah, I think he's got a. Uh, you know, obviously both guys got interviews, so they get. I think you know they would be the second time around. Their names would come up. I think Darren Simmons is a legitimate guy too. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't got more play because mm-hmm. you know I think John Harbaugh has pretty much uh, you know uh, it seems like the special uh, team guys really got it going on. Yeah, you know, and it seemed <laughs> like it was it was a country. I'm trying to remember uh, some of the. Um, some of those really good special teams coaches back in the day did not fare well as head coaches, and that kind of hurt them. You know, that's kind of still hurt them a little bit. But I think Harbaugh has proven that, you know, you can't – and it really, it, it makes the most sense. You're the guy – I mean, you're the guy uh, – the special teams coach deals with everybody in the team. He deals with situations. He deals with the clock. I mean, he does a lot of stuff that the head coach already does, and I'm just surprised that uh, – more guys don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, I think you saw the guy for the Raiders uh, step in and did a good job last year. I think he was, what, he was the interim guy, right? I mm-hmm. think, uh, Basachi, was that his yeah. name? Basachi, you know, he did a great, yeah, yeah. He did a great job, yeah. special teams guy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm surprised Darren does. You know, to me, they got three legitimate, a, a coordinator, they got three legitimate, uh, you know, head coaching candidates. And I'll, I bet I'll, the Raiders wish they had uh, him back. Yeah, well, <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, they were they were fighting for the playoffs with that guy. They were in the playoffs with that guy. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, yeah, I think Callahan Callahan uh, uh, worked a couple. I think he worked the year with the Raiders. I guess that's what I was thinking of when I said he had the interview there. But I know uh, um, in Denver, that's where he's been the longest. He's also got the pedigree. His dad was a head coach uh, with the Raiders. I guess that's what I was thinking too. Um, uh, back in the uh, back in the early uh, back in oh two oh three era, but um, yeah, I just hope they don't go. You know, because uh, listen, uh, when you, you know, back when the Bengals were going to five straight playoffs, a big you know Zimmer was the defensive coordinator, Jay mm-hmm. Gruden was the offensive coordinator. Both guys became head coaches. Hugh Jackson became a head coach. I think mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson's a hell of a head coach. I think he got a bad run in Cleveland. He got a bad deal in Oakland. But, you know, Marvin had a good staff, and, uh, you know, it's tough when you lose those guys, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, I think, for, you know, when he lost Zimmer and Gruden, people forget he went to two more – he went to, they went to the playoffs two more years in a row after they left. And, you know, Hugh, uh, Hugh was stepping in and Paulie Gunther. So, you know, good coaches mean good teams. And mm-hmm. – uh, but I think also, too, you know – uh, that's a reason too, I think, why they brought in a guy with his own system. You know, a guy like Zach, he's running his deal, he's the play caller. And I think that was part of the thinking. Well, look, if you have change on your staff, you don't keep, you know, you don't keep uh changing the system every two, three, four years with the guy. You got an your head coach, that's the system, you know. Yeah, probably a good way to go. Now, uh, Dale's got another question for you, and it, it kind of ties in with one of the questions I had, but we can talk about that later. What's yeah. what's one of your top five favorite guys to cover for the Bengals all time? Yeah. Or, it's, or it's what a, is your top five? That's a, that's a great question. You know, the first guy would probably have to be Boomer. He was, you know, a great guy. To, he was a great guy to deal with, you know, uh, always available. 
you know, but uh, also too, just, just being able to cover guys to watch them play, you know, mm-hmm. AJ Green was, he might not have been the greatest of interviews, but he was a joy to watch play, play yeah. the game, you know, uh, um, I, you know, um, Jesus, uh, loved watching a guy like TJ Hushmanzada play because, you know, he played angry. Mm-hmm. He was still pissed that he was taken in the seventh round back when he was playing, <laughs> back when he was playing, you know, he could still, you know, he could, he could name all the guys that were, he could name all the wide receivers that, mm-hmm. were, taken, uh, that were taken ahead of him in 2001, you know? So he was, uh, you know, he, he was a great guy to, uh, cover, you know, uh, Another guy maybe wouldn't give you the greatest of interviews, but just a class guy who played the game so well, Leon Hall, you know, who's oh, kind yeah. of an underrated guy, kind of an underrated guy in the history, you know. Um, uh, those are just some of the guys, you know, that come to mind. It's hard to uh, hard to be five, you know, hard to be five, you know. But mm-hmm. certainly Boomer would lead the list, though. You know, Boomer, Boomer would lead the list. I thought he was just uh, – he was really uh, – you know, always had something interesting to say, and he was, you know, he really ran the. Hey, Ted, you want to get, you want to get on cam? Here's my uh, dog, Ted ball game right there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Ted, you're on, you're on, uh, you're on the show, man. All right. Yeah. Teddy Teddy ball, ball game. I love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. For obvious reason, but you know, Ted, Ted probably wouldn't have been have been too great to cover. What do you probably as a as a Teddy uh, Ted Williams uh, torture the sports writers? So yeah. But uh, you know that's you know it's always been. But you, if you look, it's 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 interesting and it's a great question um, because uh, um, you look at the guys who have uh, played there and who have come analysts. You know who you know Dave Lapham's yeah. one of the best guys to do it in the you know who's a team man one of the best guys to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know Chris Collinsworth is one of the best. You know Boomer himself, Solomon Wilcox is yep. it's terrific, very good. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm sure I'm, I don't I don't mean to miss anybody, but you know, it, it's it's a, so you know these guys are great to cover. Solly, I remember, you know, talking to Solly when he was uh, he was always a go-to guy for me on that '90 on that 1990 team, you know, and um, you know Tim McGee's a guy that also you see him around doing some analyst local. You know, I think he would have been really good if he had gone into it, but he's a you see him around kind of locally here and there. Uh, Lewis Breeden's another guy. I didn't get a chance to cover Lewis Breeden, but I've gotten to know him and his alumni. He's what a terrific guy he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, second all-time leading interceptor right behind Kenny Ryland. I've had, had a chance to get to know a lot of these alumni guys. And what, they, they're, they're great. I mean, Breeden's a, Breeden's a great guy. He's so smart. You know, you can see why he had 33 picks in his career. You yeah. know, I mean, he's a smart guy. Kenny learned at the foot of Kenny Riley. Who was who played? Who who's a quarterback playing corner? You know, and to get to know, you know, oh, geez, another. I mean, how could I forget? There's Boomer, and then there's Willie Anderson. So probably my top two guys are Boomer yep. and Willie Anderson to cover, and not far behind is Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, you know. So these are guys. I mean, Willie could have gone. Willie could have been an analyst. Wit Wit is an analyst. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, oh, I love listening to him on Thursday nights, man. Yeah. With that that southern accent he has going on, and just I mean he just talking football, I love it. And Willie's uh, Willie's Willie's just a uh, 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 Willie's like a savant, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean he's so he's so good at it. And he's great on Twitter. I mean he's really he's yeah. really been a factor influencing yeah. offensive line play on Twitter. You know, uh, just really breaks down the game so well. I, I you know it's really yeah, Paul Brown. You know, and that's a 
to me, that's something that is uh, that that's a byproduct of the way Paul Brown. You know, Paul Brown really uh, he was a teacher first, and he really wanted you know smart players. You know, that was something he really prided himself on. And I think Mike's the you know Mike kind of you know Mike's the same way, trying to get smart people in here. And I, uh, of course, I guess any organization does that. But I, I, I really, you know, the fact that. Collinsworth, Lapham, Sam Weish, all these guys became I think I don't I don't think it's any coincidence that they were hired by Paul Brown or came here when Paul Brown was around. Right. Now we've got a uh, the all important question right here and I'm going to preface this with saying <laughs> when it comes around this time of year what is the first Christmas movie you ever watch? First Christmas movie I ever watched? And then he he wants to know is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it? I have not seen it, but is it? There's a Christmas plot in there, though, right? Absolutely, it happens yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, or during sure. a Christmas party, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas Eve, yeah. Sure, yeah, but I, the yeah. greatest. I don't remember. Probably the first. I don't know. Is uh, the Grinch who stole the night the Grinch stole Christmas is not a movie though, right? But that's probably the first thing I saw. The greatest. I can the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Maybe the greatest movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. That's there a classic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's Which I did not see that though. I did not see that though until the eighties, because for some reason it didn't. It was not in circulation until the eighties. I think that's correct. I don't know why oh, wow. that is, but uh, yeah, one of one of the great uh, nineteen forty six. I think it was filmed right after. It was Jimmy Stewart's first movie right after the war, and a big thing was that was his kiss with Donna Reed. Was that mm-hmm. was his first like post post war kiss, and it was a big it was a big deal back. Then. Oh wow. Yeah, I did not know that. I yeah, well, he said, look, "Hey, listen, I'm a. Uh, I know anything that's uh, not important." <laughs> that, that is me. That is me. Yeah. And my You're good wife at Jeopardy. In, in the chat. Yeah. yeah, my wife. But I don't know, where, but I don't know where my khakis are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's uh, absolutely. Hey, one of my go-to's. It's not even the Christmas movie, but uh, is it Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler? That is, that's one of my favorites, right there. Yeah. It's I get to admit, even though he's a movie. holiday, yeah, yeah. But yeah even though he's a New England guy, I'm not a big Adam Sandler guy, though. Oh yeah, I yeah. Man, he's he's got a lot of good ones out there, but yeah, everyone's saying. And Anthony was on our show last night, Anthony Kazenza, and he's he agreed with Greg. On Greg, Home Alone Two is his his favorite movie. Not Home Alone One, but Home Alone Two was was definitely one of his favorites. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now I. Actually, James, you haven't you haven't got to ask a question in a while. So, do you got anything? Well, <clears throat> um, I'm trying. Well, we've kind of been talking about some uh, older players, and so you've been covering the team since what 1990? Is that right? Off and on since '90, yeah. Uh, and okay. then and then with the Bengals since 2000. Yeah. Okay. So, so what would you say is the your favorite team that you covered? Like like what like a year range or something? What was what was the team that you really just you know, try to take recency bias out of it, you know, with the Super Bowl run just now. But right. what what do you think was that favorite team of yours? 2009, no question. Okay. 2009, it was the it was there was a roster nobody wanted. Nobody <laughs> thought they were going to do it. Nobody thought they were going to do a damn thing. They went 4-11 and 1. You know, nobody gave yep. a shot. Mm-hmm. It was they were going to move wit to left tackle. Casson was coming off a bat, you know, was coming yeah. off a elbow injury. Um, you know, nobody knew the defense, you know, 
and they swept the division. Was that Cedric Benson too? Cedric Benson. Cedric mm-hmm. Benson. I love yeah. Cedric Benson. I should, that was that he, was. He should have been on my list of one all-time favorite Bengals. You got to put Cedric on. Yeah. <laughs> that you know? was. Um, I'm trying to think here. That was the year before To and like Correct. that whole. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, and it was on. They swept the division. They. Uh, I think the Steelers were coming off a Super Bowl championship. They beat them twice. They beat him in the war. Probably my favorite game, the war of eighteen to twelve. Uh, they beat the one, the war of war of eighteen uh, twelve. Yep, eighteen <laughs> yeah. to twelve. The only touchdown was Bernard Scott's kick return. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, and ben, and said was you know said was said came off the couch. Nobody thought said could play. Right. He was just malcontent. He was this. Mm-hmm. He was that. And what a great uh, when the chips were down player because they ran the ball. They ran the ball because they wanted to protect Cedric. And they were a little bit concerned about their offensive line. But those guys, they ran the ball, and they ran the mm-hmm. ball, and they protected that old line. And Witt, of course, became a – nobody thought Witt could play left tackle, right? Mango in the Hall of Fame. Should go in the Hall of Fame as a left tackle, right? Nobody thought Seg could play. 11,000 – yeah, you know, 1,100-yard runner. Um, he was the main thought, offense in the, the uh, playoff game too, wasn't he, against the Jets? Wasn't he the main offense? Yeah. Oh, yes, right. He had the, he had yeah. 169 yards, right. I mean, Carson had a brutal game. That was maybe one of his worst games. And Daryl Rivas took Chad away, you know, and uh, that was a that was a tough one. But, yeah, Cedric, Cedric had like 169 yards. Um, but, you know, Witt was, you know, Witt and Kyle Cook and those guys, Dennis Rowland kind of rotated a little bit with Anthony Collins. Uh, Andre Smith came in. You know, he was a rookie. They play, you know, they, 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 because they ran the ball and they were protected, you know, and they wanted to protect Carson, so they ran the ball. And um, defensively, it was a classic Zimmer out. They would finish fourth in defense. Couldn't name a guy. You couldn't name a guy in that defense. But actually, two of the best corners in the league, Jonathan Joseph and Leon oh, Hall, they were the MVPs of that defense. They, I mean, they yeah. were unbelievable. Sounds similar they, to last year, too. They, they covered you man to man. And, I, you know, I challenge you to name anybody else on that defense. Dehaney Jones was the middle linebacker. Dehaney was supposed to be done. He couldn't play anymore, you know. So, uh, I mean, it was uh, it was it was just a fun fun season, and it was a sad season. It was it was uh, yeah. Mike Zimmer's uh, wife passed away suddenly uh, three Ooh, days yeah, later, and he three days later he stays with the team. He stayed mm-hmm. and he coached. Three days after that, and they beat Baltimore like with 14 seconds left, you know. And then Chris Henry—that's the year Chris Henry passed mm-hmm. uh, suddenly, uh, you know, uh, in the accident. Uh, and they had to go out to San Diego and play after uh, they went to New Orleans and buried him. You know, that was a, mm-hmm. that was one of the most uh, memorable days in Bengals history. Going to that yeah. funeral in New Orleans—I mean, that season was just—it it had everything. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's by. And that's and it's it's the roster nobody wanted. All those guys were, all those guys were left today. Chris Crocker, you know, came off yeah. the coach. You know, you know, Chris Crocker came off the coach in 08. You know, it was just a fun, fun. Uh, and I guess you know, because of my biases to the run game, it was, it was. Tank John. I'm sorry. Just going through and looking at the roster. Yeah. You know. Tank Johnson. I. I don't yeah. really remember him, but he, I, I, you, know. I, you know, I think Jonathan Finane let him in sacks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the, the Zimmer. Yep. It was great coaching. It was great coaching. It was great playing. Mavin did a great job. I mean, they swept the division. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's, that's that a cool was, answer. That's I love interesting that team. Yeah, I hate to go on about it because but it's, uh, <laughs> really, really, that's why really, you're here. <laughs> yep, absolutely. there's a book in there somewhere. There's a book in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. Now, uh, Dale had another question for you on here. Um, anyone on the team that you could see, you know, on TV in the future? He's thinking maybe Ted Harris, uh, you know, Uncle Mike or Mike Hilton. Yeah, like all that? three guys, all three guys are terrific possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mike Thomas is tremendous. You know, Mike I've listened to just a few interviews of his this week, and I'm like, sure. this guy's incredible. Yeah, no, he's great. He's a great human being. Uh, I do a uh, journalism high school. Uh, I uh, do a high school journalism program uh, with the uh, with uh, Aiken High School, and uh, they they uh, write community events. You know, during the uh, on Tuesdays and uh, Mike Thomas, you know, big supporter of that, you know, really good, you know, just a uh, great guy. Hilton, uh, Hilton is a, uh, he's a real pro, but again, this is, I think, you know, one of the reasons it's a good team, you know, is it's a good team is you get smart guys, you know, um, you know, a guy like Jonah Williams is a very smart guy uh, can talk the game. You know, I think a guy, if you're talking about maybe analyst, uh, Analyst possibilities, uh, you know, you could go. There's uh, a guy like Jermaine Pratt. He doesn't say much, but this guy, he may be the smartest football guy in the team. He's always watching tape, you know. Hmm. But you know, I mean, a guy like uh, a guy like Jesse Bates would be a good analyst. Von Bell, yeah. Von Bell would be a good analyst. I mean, these guys are just, you know, that's why I think that's why they're. Uh, it's one of the reasons they're good. We got a lot of yeah. smart. We got a lot of smart guys that could that could get in front of the camera. That's a good question, Dale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it's a very good well, question, Dale. What was the I one feel, you I had guess, there? I guess you got to get going on my Mike Thomas story because I know a couple of people <laughs> have talked to him. So I got. I'm going to have to roll out a Mike Thomas feature here. Hey, absolutely. Now that that was kind of one of my questions too. Was was um, you know with with all these guys, all these interesting characters we have in the locker room. What's What's one of your favorite locker room stories uh, that, that you have? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, um, if it's a favorite, I probably can't. Probably can't say. One you can say. We, we should. Yeah, we should I, say, I, you know, I, I don't know. Some well, just one happened. Uh, one happened on uh, after the game against Carolina. I uh, talking to Teddy Karras, and we're all around him, of course, and he motioned with his uh, hand and he knocked my tape recorder out and it went on the ground and the, the batteries came out, you know, oh, which no. is to me, it's just because I'm not very good technical, you know, and I, oh man. And then Teddy bent down and said, okay, wait a minute. We're not going to do this until Butch is ready. You know, until, until Hobbs <laughs> is ready to go. And he was very kind. He helped me put the batteries in and he didn't, st- the biggest thing was he didn't start the interview until my tape recorder was ready. So that was a very, that was a very guy. Kind, that was a very kind thing. So, and I, I, I missed him, Ted Karras. Even though he's been here a year, he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, actually, Crip had a pretty good question on here. Um, since he was making fun of me and yelling at me in the chat, he, I, yeah. I figured I'd place one of his questions up. He Crip wanted keeper, to know. Crip keeper, don't call me Mr. Hobson. Call me, call me Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Hobson's my father. No, <laughs> no question, Tony Canigliaro. Tony Canigliaro, he, you guys probably don't remember him. Nope. Uh, he was uh, 
He was 19 years old in 1964. He was barely out of Swampscott. Uh, he was barely out of St. Mary's High, I think, in Lynn. He grew up in Swampscott, Mass., about 10 miles away from Boston. Uh, hit a home run in his first Fenway Pack at bat. Led the, I think it was, I still, still think he's the youngest man to lead the American League in homers. He hit, he hit, uh, when he was, he was 20 years old, he led the American League in homers. Wow. You know, he's playing when he was 19. I mean, he had 100 homers. He's the youngest American League that ever hit 100 homers. And he, uh, 1967, they're running, they're going for the pennant and he got beamed. And he, uh, missed the entire, he missed the last half of 67, didn't play at all in 68. And he came back in 69 and on opening day, hit a, two-run homer in Baltimore. So, yeah, he's one of these guys. He always had the flair for the dramatic, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was my, you know, he was my guy. He was my guy. And he, uh, unfortunately, he uh, passed away at the age of 45. He had a stroke at the age of 38, mm. 37. He was in a semi-coma for about eight years. Very sad. Very, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Star-crossed guy. You know, we would. I gotta actually have a, a, a the doll there. My wife, she put, framed the picture for me. It is from the front page of the uh, opening day, nineteen seventy five. And Tony C had made another comeback. He had retired. They traded him to California in seventy one, and his eyes went bad. His eye went bad again, and he retired. But he came back in seventy five, and he made the Red Sox roster as a free agent. He made the, he made the opening. He was in the starting lineup opening day. And Hank Aaron was with the was with the Brewers. Hank Aaron was uh, had been traded from uh, the Braves to the Brewers to end his career. I don't know if he'd been traded. I don't know. But anyway, on opening day, and that was the day before, and uh, the day before uh, the opener, the guy who had the record, and the guy who might have had the record, and there's a picture of them, and I got that framed in my office. Oh, so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think if Tony C had played in that ballpark, he would have had, you know, he would have had, you know, he would have had seven hundred easy. Yeah, right. And to be to be the youngest player to ever hit a, you know, hundred yeah. home runs or whatever. Youngest American, league, yeah, the youngest American leaguer. Yeah, okay. I think Mel okay. Ott. I think Mel Ott has the record. I think I, um, I was just I was about to say that's probably a a, a record that he'll hold because yeah. you know you, you got all these young guys that come in. And they yeah. normally don't get out of AAA or get out, you know, the minors until they're, you know, right. 20, 21 years old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like I said, he got hit. He had 104 homers when he got hit in the eye, mm. and he was 22. Jeez, you know, wow. so so the uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's uh, Rathy Devers was breaking a lot of his records of uh, youngest guy to do this, youngest guy mm-hmm. to do that. Tony C was a, was like a lot. He was passing a lot of. And of course, we haven't signed the guy yet, and I'll be, uh, I'll be screaming about that. You know, I know there, are, there are people screaming we didn't pick anybody up at the trading deadline. I'm screaming that we don't have Bogats or Raphael Devers uh, signed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But we can't. The Bengals can't pick anybody up. They got to extend Burrow and Higgins and Logan Wilson. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot of, a lot of paychecks to sign. Right. Yeah, a lot of- Pay court paychecks. That's why it's pay court. Absolutely. I I do think we'd be remiss if we didn't say um, this year you were uh, the 2022 Ohio Co-Sports Writer of the Year along with Zach, I believe his name's Meisel, or is it Meisel? Yeah, Zach Meisel. Meisel, uh, he he covers the Guardians for the Athletic. What what does that mean for you to, to get that kind of recognition to show that your work is really doing something? 
Well, thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. And thank you uh, for noticing that. Uh, I thought Teddy and Dahl were the only people that knew, but I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but no, it, it, the big thing that it means to me is that, uh, you know, when I came over to Bengals.com, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, kind of, you know, people thought that it would be, uh, you know, that I was just going to come, kind of come over and not do what I had done before at the Inquirer. When Mike Brown encouraged me, he said, I want you to keep doing what you're doing. I want you to do what you did for the Inquirer. And uh, maybe my role has changed a little bit down through the years, but just because you work for a team doesn't mean that you don't have to write, you know, quality stuff. So the, the, the fact that my peers saw that, even though I was working for a team, was uh, quite, you know, very, uh, very heightening, very heightening. I mean, Ohio, I mean, you look at the people that have won the award before. I mean, it's it's a great honor that he mentioned with those with those folks. You I know, would say Hal McCoy has won that, hasn't he? That's a name I'm thinking about. I mean, that's uh, Paul Daner Jr., Paul Doherty. I mean, uh, you know, Hal. I mean, uh, it's a uh, you know the guys who have won the sports casting award, Dan Horde, Paul Keels. I mean, these guys, you know, to be mentioned with those guys is uh, truly a, truly an honor. It means quite a bit. I. I uh, um, it's, um, really, uh, but you know, and I, and it's, it's, uh, something too, that when I, a lot of writers have done, I was like the first writer to really, to leave a team. I mean, to, to, to leave a newspaper and go to a website and I'll never forget what Mike, you know, what Mike Brown's and cause we, I mean, I didn't, Mike approached me cause I was, I was covering the Bengals for the Inquirer and he approached me about coming over about, you know, about, doing the internet site. And I said, Mike, I, uh, you know, my advice to you would be to uh, find a, a person right out of college, maybe that knows more about computer, uh, about computers, or I, I don't know about the internet. I don't know anything about that, you know? <laughs> and he goes, no, he goes, you know, uh, I, I think it's important that the fans have somebody that they know and trust and have a name that they trust. And so, yeah. you know, and I, the one thing I knew working for Mike Brown was he wasn't going to, uh, he wasn't going to treat me badly, that he was a good man to work for. You know, I so I, I try. You know, I, I always wanted to be on the inside. Yeah, as a reporter, you always want to be on the other side. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he was right. It worked out. And uh, thank you, Haas. Thank you, Sarah. And it was. Uh, it was. It's. You know. It. Uh, you know, Mike gets criticized a lot, but I mean, he does. <laughs> he he's he's got a good vision of things, you know. And because uh, I remember him saying, "Look," he goes, "I don't know where this stuff is going to go," mm-hmm. you know. But he knew it was new. And he knew it could catch on, and he wanted to be on, and he wanted to be on the front end of it. So, uh, you know, that was uh, it, it, the big thing too. Was I was it, it, I've got the vote for the Hall of Fame, which mm-hmm. I which I cherish the Cincinnati vote, which I cherish. And they had to, and they and they changed the uh, they cha- they changed the require they changed the uh, guidelines for a Hall of Fame voter to to include people who work for team websites, because I think they felt like, you know, uh, if somebody has been around long enough, and I think that's the only reason I'm probably the hall of fame guys, cause I'm old. <laughs> Thanks Greg. Uh, but that the fact that they would not include team team reporters is good. I think because yeah. you want to get as many, you want to get as many thoughts out there, as many people as you can to uh, be on, to sit on that board. Yeah, and, and that's that's great that, that you brought that up because that's kind of one of, and one of the final questions I had, and, and maybe we'll we'll get you out of here on this. But just your thoughts on you know you've worked so hard 
on trying to get Willie, trying to get Kenny A, trying to get yes. Ken Riley, all these guys into the Hall of Fame, and, and kind of, I guess, what's the feelings that you have seeing you know Ken Riley finally getting that recognition that he deserves? Yeah, I got to tell you, I had to. Uh, I saw that come over my phone. Well, no, a guy. I guess a guy called me. He wasn't supposed to tell me, but he did because he knew <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody. But I, uh, you know, I had a. I was doing my walk on the stadium. I mean, I, I mean, I cried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, I cried because I'm thinking of Kenny Riley the second. I'm thinking Barbara, Barbara, his wife. Yeah. You know, and uh, how sweet it is for them. I mean, he's close. I mean, he's close. He's almost there. I mean, all yeah, we need there now. He there he is. Yeah. Kenny Riley, sixty-five. Bob, right. Yeah. Yep. Since he bobs. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, he's close. I think he's going to get there. You know, we just, you got to get 80% of the final, you know, he's there on the final ballot. It's, it's a great thing. Very rarely your senior candidates denied when they get this far. Right. I mean, it's, uh, I just feel, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm just, I'm sorry he can't be here to see it. I think it's good. I think it's good for Kenny Anderson because I think in a weird way, the two Kennys knocked each other off on this thing, you yeah. know, that they kind of split their votes. And now that, now that one Kenny's out, I think the other one's going to get in. I don't know how long, but I'm amazed that there's been such blowback to Kenny Anderson. To me, he's the best quarterback who's not in. And Willie Anderson, you know, I mean, I would love to see Willie get in this year with Kenny Riley. You know, I mean, Willie's, yeah. uh, there's no question Willie belongs. And I think I think he's I think he's I think he's close. I think he's, I think he's really close. But it's uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a long process. There's 49 people voting, and not everybody agrees. So I don't know. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's polarization seems to be alive everywhere. So yeah, know. and I'm not I'm not sure uh, which Pete. I think he's talking, talking Pete Rose. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. They seem pretty adamant on that. I, I, it, for the life of me, I, I don't know. I mean, get, you can get, I mean, they got, doesn't, isn't gambling in baseball now? It, yeah. And um, I mean, as of January 1st, you know, we're partnering with Betfred. As mm-hmm. of January 1st, you can legally gamble on baseball, basketball, football, hockey, you know, whatever yeah. you want to in a, in the great state of Ohio. So, yeah, now I get it. I get it. I get the thing that was up, the sign that was up in the locker room. I get it. You know, you can't, you know, and I, it's, it's terrible gambling, you know, inside. It's, it's the worst thing you can have, right? It's the, probably the worst thing you can have in pro sports, right? But I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I, I doubt he's going to get in because of that. You know, I think the steroid guy's got a better shot than he does. And, why, why that is, I don't know, but uh, you know, I, mean, I think guys, I think guys like Clemens and I think guys like Clemens and Bonds are. I would certainly, if I if I had a ballot, I would vote for Clemens and Bonds. I mean, I, yeah. I would I would do. I mean, because that's the way the game. I mean, the 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 they didn't police it. Yeah, they didn't police it. They didn't. There was no testing. There was nothing. They let them do it. Mm-hmm. They and crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was nobody, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they looked the other yeah. way. Yeah, so. It's you know, crazy Pete, what how much it's an interesting it's an interesting it's an interesting case it's an interesting yeah. it's an interesting case I mean I, but, some would say look he's paid his penance yeah I don't yeah. I don't know I mean I you know I don't know I just the gambling thing is that's a tough thing 
Yeah, and it's crazy kind of the policing that they have on. I mean, you just saw what happened with with uh, Calvin Ridley this year. Yeah, you know, yeah. When when there's a little gambling that's involved, they they come crashing down hard on on players. You have to, man. You have to, or else it's going to be 1919. Yeah, you know. Yep, I hear you. I mean, if it happened then, it can happen now. Right. Yeah. And it's easy, and it can happen easier. You can do it on your phone. Back then, yeah. those guys. That's one of the movie. things that I appreciate so well, not having to go up to the sports book. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, didn't Ridley go back? Didn't Ridley get traded to the team that he bet on? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. He did. Went to the Jags. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I do have one quick question that we were talk, kind of talking about with uh, Willie Anderson. Do you think that the Ring of Honor helps with that kind of stuff, getting into the hall? Like, does, yeah, is I that something you think pushes a little bit? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. That's. I just don't think so because I think about. I voted today. I voted today for my top 20, you know, to cut the 25. And not once did I think is this guy in, you know. Okay. Not once did I think is Tory Holt in the in the uh, <laughs> Rams ring of honor, you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, I just don't know if that's a – I think it's a great – I mean, I think it's a great – I mean, I think we've got to have it. Um, whether that – and I think it helps. Mm-hmm. I think it helps. I don't know, you know, it doesn't hurt, I guess I should say, because uh, – it does give them uh, – it does give them – I do think, you know, like what this guy, what Haas is saying, I do think events – I do yeah. think the rally to the hall stuff, I do think that stuff – so I do think I do think it's – I think it all helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a uh, – I don't think it's a definitive thing, though, that gets them over the top. But yeah. I think the Bengals have done a great job uh, with the Ring of Honor, and it shows that they endorse these guys. You know, and they're behind them all the way. So I think that that part of it is good. Um, I still think there's a lot of hard work to do uh, with with the Ring of Honor, even though they get in. But it helps. I mean, everything helps. The, the, yeah. What Jim Foster did with Horty and Lap and those rallies yeah. and and the ceremonies, because it is it does get play. It does get it does get good play, and the voters do see that. So mm-hmm. I think you know, I think I think every little bit helps. Well, Jeff. Man, we we appreciate you coming on on to us. Um, yeah, appreciate you know, it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, thank you. You, uh, you were a, a wonderful interview. So we'll we'll let you get back to your family and, and enjoy your bye week, man. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy it. Be safe hunting and uh, good luck against the Steelers. Thanks for having me on. Hope yep. to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank, Cheers. Thank you, Jeff. See you, Cheers. Wow, what an interview. Oh man. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we wasn't we weren't as wild tonight, you know, as, as last night maybe, but but yeah, he's I'm telling you, guy Man. is just full, full of knowledge. Just everything that the the questions that we'd ask, and then then he would take it and just expound on it and just keep mm-hmm. going and going and going. It was great. Oh my gosh, all the knowledge. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I was it was funny. I was uh I was sitting here, right? We were sitting at the Ring of Honor event and I just, I happened to see him. I walked up to him and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm Derek from Bengals and Brews. We'd love to have you on. He's like, Hey, he's like, absolutely. Here's my number. So that's, that's how we, <laughs> how, that, that was how we linked up on that. But yeah, that is too cool. He's, he's, he's wonderful. His, his wife, his wife, she's, she's great as well. We were actually getting kicked out of the, of the event when we <laughs> ran into him. They're like, Hey, you guys got to go. Cause it was, it was over by then. And then, 
like, all right, all right, I'll stop, I'll stop boondoggling, you know. <laughs> I was I was out there passing those freaking Bengals and Bruce koozies like they were candy, but like candy on Halloween. But it worked. Hey, uh, real quick, I do I did want I'm glad you were on here because um we got something that we do um called shotgun betting. And I I believe <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh Dale he lost his bet. And yeah. you know, I think that's what I honestly I think that's why he decided not to come on tonight. Because he, you know, he got so hammered last night. He's like, I don't want to have to chug a beer live on the show tonight. But I, I tell you what, I'll let you do a video. I'll let you do a video, and you can post it on Twitter. How about that? Well, that way you well, I, here, it. here, I'll, I'll do this. Give me one second. I'll grab a glass, and I'll, <laughs> I'll pour it. I'll pour it in there. Just give me one, one hot second. Hang on. All right, all right. Well, you just, you know, hey, talk amongst yourself. Too, by the way, you know. That, that thing, that thing looks pretty. Had, pretty had to rock right it. I, I can still hear you too, so you you, you can okay, ask me great. something if you want. But yeah, that that was one thing. Um, you know, right as right as the game was about to start, I got a I got a notification, and it said oh, Dale Dale said he did his shot already. On he must have done it last night on the show. He, he did several. Oh, on Sunday night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember that now when we went on there. But uh, but yeah, you. I I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I looked down on my phone. I get this notification, and it, it's Cincy James, and he says, "Whatever the borough yards is, I'm taking the over." So yeah, nobody. I don't think anybody thought. I you know, I fortunately, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the Bengals in the points, or the Bengals with you know. I'm going to give up the points more or less. Yeah. Did you win yours? Yeah, I took the yeah, Bengals you, you minus, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven. So. Okay, yeah. So, I obviously did not. <laughs> so. There it is. There it is. I think it's still kind of cold. So, um, <laughs> just. Um, right, hold on. We'll do, we'll do something real quick. We'll do. Oh, we don't. We need to have a. a here, we'll do this. And the moment it comes back to you, 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 uh, you can chug. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, let's do this. All right. There it is. Look at him. Took it like a champ. Man, uh, David Bakhtiari don't have nothing on you. Oh, man. There it is. I, I paid my bet. I did it last week, too. I did it on the rally. Oh. The rally after dark show, I think. Oh, I love it! I love it. Yeah. Oh goodness, there it is. Feel it, <laughs> all of this man. <laughs> yes, we definitely need a need a, uh, a shotgun betting uh, chug intro. intro. There it is. Yeah, not really intro. Yeah, you guys chug before, like as your intro. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's what you do. Just every show, bam. <laughs> oh man, we love it. I'm gonna try to get Bengal Dad to do that. <laughs> um, rally around the natty. I'm sure that'll work. Yeah. Well, hey, real quick, James, uh, go ahead and plug everything you guys got going on. Let me uh, get rid of that air. That <laughs> the air <box>. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I am one of the co-hosts of Rally Around the Natty. Um, normally Mondays, Wednesdays, seven o'clock. Uh, roughly seven o'clock is what time we we go on. Uh, Monday we kind of preview. The weekend, the Bengals game, 
we talk about that. Um, Wednesdays, we normally go, gosh, I got more, sorry. <laughs> we normally do uh, uh, Thursday night preview. We do um, game picks for the week coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Santori really hasn't been keeping track. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go back and watch them all to get to figure out how everybody's doing, but uh, maybe we'll get that later on in the, in the season. But, uh, and then Greg, we've got it. We've got this awesome, awesome segment that Greg does. Uh, we're calling it Lutherisms. So he <laughs> is taking, we're giving him a, a player, uh, several mm-hmm. players from whether it's from the Thursday night game or from the Bengals game, or maybe old school players from a team that, that, that that's playing. And he compares that person to food. Like Andy Dalton <laughs> okay. Andy is a Dalton grilled cheese sandwich. Cheese. Okay. Yeah, yes. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, there's sometimes he's really good. Sometimes he's, he's just horrible. <laughs> I'm sure you've had a bad grilled cheese before. I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Andy, Andy Dalton in prime time is like burnt toast and, and <laughs> like the worst freaking just one slice food. of great yeah. value. <laughs> yeah. No butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soggy. Yeah. Yes. There is a soggy. Right. Right. Oh, so, man. so we, you know, we've, we've got a lot of stuff going on over there. We're doing uh we're doing a personalized Jersey giveaway. Um, from Cook Sporting Goods. So all you have to do to get entered into that is send myself or Greg Luther or Santori or Bengal Dad. Just send us a copy of your receipt of a, at least a $10 donation to any charity of your choice. Doesn't you know whatever you want to send it to, just make sure that we get a copy of it. Every I think we're doing every $10 increment gets you an entry into uh, the Jersey of your choice, personalized from Cook Sporting Goods. So, um, I think Santori said we've raised um, pushing seven hundred and fifty dollars so far um, oh, for charity. So, you know, obviously we're trying to get that. We're trying to push that to a thousand. Try to get more than that, obviously. But thousand is kind of the the unofficial goal for us. We want to get that up there. But uh, yeah, so I'm at Cincy James eighty three. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, yeah, obviously we're at rally round natty is the Twitter handle for us. Um, I, go follow everybody else on the show. Greg Luther. Uh, I think Gregor nine is his at Santori miles and at Bengal dad. So, or it's Bengal dad at D D a J Merck M E R C. Okay. Sorry. So right, just go make sure you go follow all of us and uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get our followers up. So, Absolutely. Well, I will end this on uh, end this on this. Um, everybody, just real quick, if you haven't done it yet, go over to betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Bengals underscore boys two to uh, you know sign up for Betfred and get your get your free twenty dollar Fred bet. And you know we've got some awesome giveaways right now. I don't know if you saw the T Higgins. We'll we'll ignore the Nick Chubb jersey because we don't give a shit about that one, but. Um, Jules is doing their, their U.S. Gambler. They're doing a, a jersey giveaway, and if you use this promo code and then you know screenshot it and submit it under Jules's uh, little uh, thing that she's doing, you can be entered in to win that that T Higgins jersey. So we got all kinds of giveaways that we're doing. So go go to that once again. It's betfredsports.com/slash/ohio/slash/bengals/underscore/boys2 and get signed up and i mean dude we're getting close we're like 
less than a month and a half or around a month and a half away from yeah. legal sports betting in Ohio and me looking for a new house because mine will probably end up now Sarah's on here. So I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> mine will end up foreclosed on because I am a degenerate. I love gambling. I love all that stuff. You'll have three mortgages on your house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I'm but, uh, you know, everybody have a wonderful night tonight, and we'll end this with a who day. Who day? Bingo stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted. Who day in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we fill it. Earned our stripes, you know, we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on them? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the Oh, um, anyway. That's the end of the show.